Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that doesn't hire people, we recruit them. My name is Joe, and joining me today are two other pawns to talk to you about the movie Men in Black International. We've got Sequel. The podcast uses nothing more than our wits in a series 70 atomizer. I had to. I guess you did. I had to. And Corey. The podcast that's the sequel to The Notebook. With an honorable mention of the podcast that's ready to be a hero. Get it? Because we're zeros talking heroes. Oh man, this could have been our time. And the first one, because I'm sequel. Because you're sequel, exactly. They all kind of go together. Joe, you made the wrong choice. That's fine. You made the wrong choice with that milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) And all things considered, he did recruit us to be on this podcast. I wasn't recruited by Joe. No, you weren't. You were recruited by Annette, but you were still We recruited him. <laughs> I was recruited by Joe. I was. That was my scout. Right. You didn't know what you were getting when I walked through the door. I didn't. It's a good thing we get along. <laughs> right? That was probably your thought process. It was like, just don't be a dick. Yeah, I was really just like, this will, as long as, as, long as they're, they're good, I'm fine with this. Well, I don't know about you, but it was like... Ten minutes before you guys showed up when I found out that two people that Matt worked with were going to be on the show? I found out when they walked in the door. Oh, you knew beforehand. No, he didn't tell us. We had a whole chat conversation about movies we were watching in preparation. Did we? Yeah. I really don't remember that. And you were like... I don't remember that at all. No, yeah, we definitely did. Because you were... You mentioned I'm like, well, of course, sounds really cool. I don't know Joe yet, but... (laughs) Oh, he sounds really cool. Well, Joe nice. seems like a dick. <laughs> well, I hope you still feel that way. Sequel. I still feel that way. Yes. <laughs> you do sound cool. <laughs> oh. oh. I've soured on you, though. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, case. the last few weeks of the movie game have been really calling it into question. Uh, that was a good match. Not Corey, you always sound cool. Thanks, bud. You do. You sound just like Jonah Hill, according to Alex. Hey. I don't... I don't hear it. I don't hear it either, but he's welcome to hear whatever he wants, yeah. as long as he's listening. Is that Jonah Hill in the room? Nope, that's card. <laughs> yeah, so we've got lots of stuff to do today. The first thing is to announce that we have another five-star review on iTunes. What? I know. Do we know the guy? I mean, I know that they have listened before. That's a lot I think they sent us a question for the 100th episode. Oh, ah. I think. Pretty sure. The review is entitled Representing Camden by rpaz123456. Sup guys, love the show. My favorite part of the show is What Have You Been Watching? Always one of my favorite parts of my drive to work on Mondays. Nice. I think, or at least I, I, I speak for me when I say that I think it is one of my favorite parts of the show. You do speak for you. It depends on the movie. I guess so. Yeah. I guess that's true. Well, what I mean is like I'm never upset about the one that I've been watching section. Like, I always enjoy talking about other things. I almost always get bored during it, because you guys have seen some crime... No, not crime, some murder documentary so, that you're just talking about, and I'm like, I don't okay, know that's anything that's going on. I was about <laughs> to say, I love it for two different reasons. I love the fact that we had shared that true crime... Yes. We have that true crime connection. Mm-hmm. And Joe, I'm very fascinated about the movies you watch. <laughs> like, I'm very I'm intrigued. Sure to continue. I'm very intrigued with the movie choice. <laughs> Like, on the edge of my seat. Because you don't, like, hint at it or anything, or mention it in the chat, like, yeah, I'm watching this, by the way, or... No, it's like, yeah, we just find out. It's, it's We just sit down, and it's another, it's another classic bomb where we're like, whoa, who 
Who's seen that in the last 30 years? Good. Just the case. I have to keep you guessing. Thanks, Arpaz. Appreciate the kind words. If you want to have your review read on the air, like Arpaz just did, leave it on your podcast app of choice. Hopefully, it'll show up on regular iTunes. It should. Right? As long as it does, I'll see it. And then, to really bring ourselves down after the kind words, I have an email to read. It's from our friend Tom, delivering our yearly roast. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> his, his email title is, I FORGOT in all caps. <laughs> uh, Tom, in fairness, so did I. Tom writes, what's up, fellow zeros? I'm sorry this took so long. I'm about a month late. I apologize. Presenting the second annual roast of Zero's Talking Hero. Oh, no. <laughs> Corey. Corey's the kind of guy who will go to parties acting all suave and sophisticated, trying to impress everyone with his highly sophisticated knowledge of cinema, and will then go on sputtering out bullshit like how the Ken Watanabe scene in Godzilla wasn't good. He'll then make an absolute fool of himself trying to take a selfie while sticking his ass in the punch bowl. I assume that actually happened. No! Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought there was another Tom Corey inside joke. No, no, no. There, there are... No, like like no. hallway jousting. Well, hold on, wait. To be fair, there are nights of college I don't remember. But as far as I can recall, I don't remember sitting in a punch bowl. So you might not remember them for good reason. Got it. Alright. He probably also shouted, Hi Tom, all happy and giddy like a dumbass after Joe said that we have an email. Oof. I was kind of hoping that was going to come true. It didn't. <laughs> Hi Tom! <laughs> there we go. Sequel. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Tom, when we got to the Godzilla part, Corey threw his hands up in the air in disgust with you. I don't fucking care what you guys think. It was a shitty moment. Okay. Fair. You destroyed the man's home! For fuck's sake. It's not a man. He had to save the world. He's a monster. He is a monster. Whatever. Can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sequel. <laughs> so dejected. Yeah. Sequel is the kind of guy who wears a leather jacket, carries a switchblade, and is essentially the hyperbole of Roger Klotz from Doug. He talks about sports movies so much, I'm starting to believe he's not a nerd at all and is instead a jock trying to infiltrate the nerd kingdom and cripple it from within. He probably also sells cigarettes to fifth graders. <laughs> not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. Yeah. All right. Outside that last little thing about illegally selling cigarettes to fifth graders. Um, yeah. The shoe fits. Corey, <laughs> Corey, protect your fifth graders. No, I'd rather protect my cigarettes. Corey's fifth graders probably sell cigarettes to me. <laughs> They certainly try to buy them off of people. Joe. I still can't believe Joe calls himself the host of this show. With the amount of times this show has gotten segued, sidetracked, and or derailed, it's a wonder how one of the other two clowns hasn't managed to take over the show yet. They could just say, hey Joe, look, a distraction. Joe would get distracted and then they could club him over the head. <laughs> Easy peasy, one, two, three. It's like he's in the room with <laughs> Also, he spelled segway like the thing you ride on. <laughs> Wait, isn't that not how you spell segway? Maybe that's what he meant. I'm going to assume it was autocorrect, but it's easier to just call you dumb right now, Tom, because that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Matt is officially dead, or I'm convinced he is anyway. Guess he gave the wrong lady a she could get it, and well, he got it instead. <laughs> Frank. Frank is cool as fuck. He's essentially the Keanu Reeves of ZTH. Six stones and a gauntlet. <laughs> I'm just playing zeros. You know I love you. I'll send you a re- real email next time, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Tom, kind of. <laughs> I'm just going to go say this trip. Thank you. That was fun. 
Yeah. I enjoyed that. That was great. I was dreading it. I didn't know it was going to happen. I was dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read the Frank one just one more time for me? Because it was short, sweet, and perfect. Frank. Frank is cool as fuck. He's essentially the Keanu Reeves of ZTH. Six stones and a gauntlet. God, that's just so apropos. Frank's so happy right now listening to this. <laughs> Yes! And we went back a second time, so he's super happy now. <laughs> Hi, Frank. We miss you. Hi, Frank. I miss you so much. We miss you too, Matt. I just wasn't talking to you in that moment, and you're not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> but we do miss you. Can you imagine next week we get a message again? Motherfuckers, I listen every goddamn week! Now, what are these movies? <laughs> If you want to be like Tom and send us an email, preferably not roasting us, but you know, feel free. Get get fun with it. ZTHpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. boom. You guys boom every time? I forgot. Let me think of it. That's enough extracurriculars. Let's move on to the regular meat of the show with what we've been watching this week. Hey, Corey, what'd you watch? I am caught up and actually finished Colony because they did not renew it for a fourth season. Um, no. We, yeah, no. Nah. I, I don't care. That's fair. This was one of those shows where you get to the last episode ever and you're like, oh shit, they had no clue they were going to get canceled. It was a big cliffhanger? Not necessarily. Like, you could read it as a finale, but it definitely was not meant to be. Like, there are a lot of things that are, like, loose ends that never got tied up and a lot of, like, who knows what happened type situations where it's like, oh, maybe that was, no, it was not planned. They had gotten done season three, wrapped it, and then they were like, nope, you canceled. So that's sad. Uh, I started watching Handmaid's Tale, the new season. Uh, it hasn't gripped me as much as the first two seasons have, but... Isn't that a horribly depressing show? It is ridiculously depressing. That's what I've heard. But, you know. You know this emo kid. I do know this emo kid. So there's that. And I have started watching a litany of movies, none of which I've completed yet, because that is the rest of my week. So I will just list them off quickly so you guys can... Oh, class? Yep, so you gotcha. guys... Yeah, it's the last week of school, so I'm watching movies with all the classes, but instead of watching the same movie four times, I gave all of them different choices. Genius. And now I'm watching four movies. Actually, fifth, five if I include advisory. So I started watching The Sixth Sense in my advisory class. Okay. Uh, I'm watching The Emperor's New Groove. Nice. Yeah, it... Fucking holds up. That's great. Emperor's New Groove. Oh my god. Underrated. Most totally. underrated yeah. animated Disney movie. Of biggest all time. biggest problem with the Emperor's New Groove is that instead of really biting into Mayan and Incan culture, they kind of just reskinned Hercules. Like they were like, oh, the Greeks were close enough. Like a lot of like the pottery and like the shapes and stuff. They're a little too similar for me. Otherwise, but that's just the history nerd. Made you went next that. level on that. You did. Yeah. Well, I noticed it today because I was watching it. Uh, that, I'm watching Thor Ragnarok again in one of the classes. I'm watching... That's really funny. Uh, I watched The Rim of the World. Oh, the hell that is, Corey? It's a Netflix original. It's okay. I didn't like it that much. The class picked that one? No, one of the classes started it when I was absent one day, so I turned it on to let them finish it. They never should have watched that in school. I'm, I yelled at my TA for like 15 minutes after school today. Nice. About it. And then we started The Last Jedi in that class, and I'm watching... What is the other one? It was today, Corey. You got this. I know. I want to say it was Black Panther. We started in the other one. Okay. Pretty sure it was Black Panther. Sure. And that might be why I'm not really thinking of it, because I've seen it like seven times with kids in schools. Um, as far as movies I've watched and completed on my own, I also watched Clue. Clue. Love Clue. 
So good. A little overacted. A little like stage. I, I don't think it's overacted. That's not the right word. It's like almost like stage showy. Like if you go to see like a Broadway play, they're kind of like a little more flamboyant. Theatrical. Theatrical. That's a great word for it. Yes. Um, still awesome though. I love this movie. Growing up, I loved Clue, and you know how guys know how much I love movies. I always made what? an argument. Tim Curry as Wadsworth is the greatest actor before. <laughs> It's up there. He's so good. It's the, the the deliveries he makes and the physical acting, especially that one sequence when he's going through, I know who did it and here's how they did it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Outstanding. And then to follow it up shortly thereafter with the 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 1 plus Love 2. It. Unbelievable. That is a fun go-to line in the sequel household. Yeah. I, I do it a lot actually also. Now, was it you and your wife, or do you just say it and your wife just sighs? <laughs> she participates. And growing up. I was going to say my actual last name, growing up, but I thought better of it. And to combine that, uh, there's another new Netflix movie that just popped up on my feed called um, Murder Mystery. It is a... Oh, the Adam Sandler one? Yeah, the oh, Adam yeah. Sandler movie. Where Veronica wants to watch that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not really excited about it, but I'm probably going to end up watching it. It's a cut-rate clue. They really kind of lean into that thing. Very similar. What's the classic movie where someone dies at the dinner party? It's not... Is is it Clue that everything parodies, or is it another movie? That they have to spend a night in the house? No, it's a... Well, uh, parodies the board game. Yeah. Yeah, what's... Oh, what's the... Damn it. I've seen this movie, too. It's an old movie. I can't remember. It's like The House on the Hill or something, or... It's not The Haunting... It's not a, it's not a haunted movie or anything. Mmm... Not really. It's similar to Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Any type of murder mystery movies all kind of have the same type of tropes, though. Um, somebody dies, you're in a confined space. Yep. And you have to figure out who it is that did it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. Murder mystery was okay. But having had just finished watching Clue, it's just a letdown. I'm going to watch Clue this week now. It's on Amazon Prime? I own it. <laughs> of course you do. That was a dumb statement. It's alright. Is that everything? That's it for me. Sigal, what do you watch? Well, I finished reading Daredevil Born Again. Which I will be starting tomorrow. Not what I asked, but okay. okay. So, based on that, I started the Netflix Daredevil. I started a while ago, and I got five episodes in, and I just wasn't really feeling it. Now that I got a little bit of, like, backstory, like, I like it a lot more. It's good. Yeah. Um... I haven't seen the third season, but... I think I'm about three or four episodes in. I think I'm three episodes in. So to which... To... Season one. Season, season one? Okay. Yeah. So you got five episodes in, but then you went back and restarted it? Uh, yeah. I've got five episodes in, like, when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I, need, I need a refresher, but, uh... Are you going to watch some of the other intermittent ones? I might do Punisher, but... Okay. I'm going to stick with Daredevil, Daredevil for now. Like, I, I really don't like doing that. Like for the Flash, when they incorporated Arrow and Supergirl, yeah. like I just I'm not, I'm not gonna watch those shows. He hates crossover. I, well, I, it's, I really it's, do. It's gonna be tough. It's it's gonna be tough because between seasons two and three, the Defenders happens. So the start of season three might be a little confusing. And I'll just do the first two. I'll be fine with it. No, I watch the watch the first season. <laughs> Alright, well I'm not going to watch The Defenders That's maybe, maybe I'll, I'll read uh, Corey insists that you watch season 3 of Daredevil I seriously watch season 3 of Daredevil 
Well, it's with, if you go get, away soon. So you know what? Right. If you get if you get lost, like if you there's something that you just don't understand, just text, just send in the chat. I'll fill you in. I'll do that. There's also got to be a uh, a YouTube fan made. Yeah, probably to fill you in. I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably. But um, there's one for everything. Back to the graphic novel. Of the three I've read so far, this is by far my favorite. Okay. It was super dark, very compelling story, and he's an amazing character that we just should get a movie for. The show doesn't even do it justice. I mean, we did. It was just a bad movie. A good movie. Like, that fits the tone. Maybe like, one day. It's a tone issue with that. And this was incredibly dark. Well, it's got I, the tone of I probably think, no one's Batman. Yeah, I think the more you watch the Netflix thing, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate the way that they handled the tone. Right. But you're in three the, episodes in, you really can't, you don't get a good sense of that. In the graphic novel, I was waiting for the panel with the uh, choreographed dance fight in the, on the swing set in the... Uh, the the, the <laughs> seesaw. Seesaw. Yeah. Yeah. Never came. Never came. Never came. <laughs> it was a good thing. No, but that's great, though. I started another graphic novel with the recommendation of the comic book sh- uh, shop owner because I want to read X-Men. Because I've seen all the movies and I've never read a single X-Men comic in my life. So I'm doing Fall of the Mutants. And that's two volumes. Each one's over 400 pages. So Can I, I borrow those when you are done? You can borrow volume one when I'm done because I don't want volume two yet. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, when did you get to them? I'm 50 yeah. pages in. That's like three issues. Cool. Um, good so far. Good. They go through like all the mutants too. Nice. Like all of them. So, so far, uh, I met Dazzler, who I didn't realize was in Dark Phoenix in the movie. I didn't either. <laughs> she's in the, during the party, where the, oh, girl, she's, the yeah. that, that's Dazzler. So, <laughs> so, so far, the, uh, I, I'm really digging Fall of the Mutants. It's, uh, very good. Well, when you are done with this round of X-Men and you, whenever you do decide to loop back to Batman, I'll let you borrow Nightfall. Okay. I do have Long Halloween. Nice. So that's probably going to be the one I yes. do after that. Yes. But I was the the uh, owner of the comic book store was saying that uh, if you want to get into X Men, uh, I forgot the artist's name, but he did the Avengers comics in the uh, mid two thousands, I guess like around two thousand ten. And this guy can like do no wrong, and he's doing um, House of X and Power of X. They come out in July. I think they're like alternate, and uh, like yeah, he they're revamping the whole. Series and a lot of people are excited about it. So, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep current with comics. This is the artist you said, right? Yeah, Josh okay. something. Because I was thinking of Chris Claremont, but he's a no, writer, no. not an artist. Jonathan Hickman. That's it. So close. Yeah, <laughs> Josh something. Jonathan Hickman. Hardcore comic fans are probably cursing me right now. But yeah, so thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, I also watched uh, Logan for like the nineteenth time. Ugh. Like Couldn't it. make it in even 20? No. Next time. Next week. Alright, good. So. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that again. I haven't seen it since... I've seen it twice. I've seen it once in color and once in noir. I gotta see it again in color. I think I've seen it since since I watched it for this. I watched it. But you see it in theaters? That was it? I think so. Wow. I think I saw it twice in theaters, though. Okay. I only saw it the one time in theaters, but... Yeah, that's a... It's top, such a good movie. Top three comic book movie for me. It's really, really, really good. It is really good. As we've said, it's genre-breaking. That's mm. it, Joe. What have you been watching? I watched a couple of things. It's funny that Corey mentioned Thor Ragnarok, because I was watching that with my girlfriend in 
sessions, I guess. Well, That's... two of them. So we finished it after a big, long break. We've talked about it enough. The only thing I want to say is, when he fights the giant dog at the end, it made me think of 2003 Hulk. Well, yeah. I was like, I wonder if they put that in there on purpose. <laughs> Maybe. Because that dog doesn't really serve a purpose. No. But sure, these chumps have Hulk fights a dog. Yeah. So I thought maybe it was a nod to that. Uh, the other two movies I watched, I watched Everything Must Go, which is a Will Ferrell movie. I didn't like it. That's the one where he, like, essentially, like, lives on his front lawn just selling yep. all of his shit, yeah. right? I like a yard sale. Well, I was not a fan of that I one. I liked it. Okay. I think it's one of his better performances. Sure. He can actually act when he's not being a jackass, but he's also good at that. And then the other thing, obviously, I think you guys know what's coming. Yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout. What'd you yeah. think? It was really good. I wanted to like Henry Cavill more. Yeah. More of a henchman, right? I was like waiting to really have him come around and grow on me. And I was like, meh. Nah, he never doesn't. really does. And then he doesn't. And then, yeah. And it's not like he's bad. He's not bad in it. He's no, just... he's great in it. It's just his character. Pretty much... And if anyone's curious, my ranking of the theories, it's 654132. 6541312. You could, and I wouldn't take issue with anyone exchanging 4, 3, and 1 in any order. Okay. I think I'd go 6, 4, 5, 3, very close, 1, 2. 6, 6, 5, 1, 4. Whoa! Close protocol, so low. Yeah, well, I just like Mission Impossible 1 okay. in that top three. Mission Impossible 1's really good. Yeah. I think Jeremy Renner adds enough, though, that I'm putting four above one. I was kind of bummed he wasn't in Fallout. They yeah. didn't, didn't even mention him. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost like to the lead, uh, it's leading up to him either taking the franchise over or get, having a spinoff. But we'll never get that. Kind of like what he did with, with the way he tri- they tried to do with him with Bourne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. It didn't. I hear the movie's still fine. It is. It's just... Just no one saw it. Yep. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for Men in Black International. Men in Black International, 2019. That's this year right now. Oh my god. PG-13. One hour, 54 minutes. Directed by F. Gary Gray. It stars Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Camille Ninjani, Liam Neeson... I don't know how to say this name. I'm going to say Rafe Spall. Rafi Spall? I don't know. It's R-A-F-E. Rebecca Ferguson and Emma Thompson. Budgeted at $110 million. So far in four days-ish, it's gross $103 million. $30 million domestic. I don't think it's making back the 110 domestic. The scores for the movie are actually surprising to me. Rotten Tomatoes, 24%. Certified. <laughs> there you go. Audience, 66%. IMDb, 5.6 out of 10. Metacritic with a 38 and the user score of 3.8. Everything except the Rotten Tomatoes is lower than Dark Phoenix. Which is surprising to me. That, that blows my mind. Now, let's do our general spoiler-free thoughts of MIB International, starting with a sequel. I'm with the Rotten Tomato critics. Of the six new releases in a row, I think I enjoyed this movie the least. It's bland, and it's boring, and it is so incredibly unnecessary. And I just find I found myself sitting during this movie wanting to leave the entire time. Corey. Well, I'm on the polar opposite end of that spectrum. I thought this movie greatly exceeded my expectations. I went into this thinking it was going to be an awful movie that I was going to be bored and I was going to hate. 
And I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. It's not a particularly good movie. I just found myself entertained throughout it. I thought that they pulled this off better than I expected them to. I think my thoughts of this movie would be best summed up with a spoken word parody version of a song we don't have the rights to. I can't wait. Here come the men in black. This one I won't remember. (laughs) I was entertained watching it. I had like a good time in the theater, but it's the most unoriginal, generic movie I've seen in a while. It's carried by the fact that I like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson because everything else in this movie just is not good at all fundamentally as a movie. Everything is predictable. You see every twist and turn coming when they decide to remember that they had to put a couple twists and turns in there. It's not the best. Well, more of that, more of that later. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling MIB International. If you haven't seen it yet, and you'd like to not know what happens from three guys sitting around a microphone, get on it, go see it, because we're about to start with the spoilers right now. Take it away. The chemistry between... Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson is pretty great. It's like they've worked together before. It's like they worked together before. We were... So me and the wife were um, talking my father-in-law into going and seeing it with us yesterday for Father's Day. So I had to see it anyways. I was like, come with us. You like movies. You probably are going to at least kind of enjoy this one. I think it's going to be awful, whatever. So come with us. And he was like, well, who's in it? I was like, well, Thor's in it. And... Thor. And my wife chimes in, yeah, you've seen Thor Ragnarok, it's it's Thor and the Valkyrie. And like she like stops and looks up, she's like, I don't think I put that together until just this second. Wow. I was like, you know what? Me neither, but wow. there you go. Um, That's all I could think about. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but... It, He's still very much Thor in this movie. Yeah. She's not Valkyrie, but he no. is very much Thor That's in this movie. That's what really is. I'm gonna just... Sorry, I didn't think the chemistry was there. I thought it was fine. It's you, you can't help but do the comparison, and there's so much more chemistry in Ragnarok. Well, sure, yeah. And it's this is just like, hey, we're both here. <laughs> Guess we're gonna do this. You now. needed a paycheck. I needed a paycheck. And I don't. Oh think my god! It's not anything to say about their acting style. I just think both characters are pretty poorly written. They are. They 100% are. I agree with that. Like everyone else in this movie. Uh, the supposed villains, the what we think are the Hive, that turn out probably aren't, weren't ever actually the Hive, the ones that can turn into like galaxies or whatever. You know who I'm talking about? The yeah, twins, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the twins. I fucking hated them. I think that was... I fucking hated it. I actually forgot mostly about them until you said them just now. Fair they enough. Don't, they don't speak... They just acts to. They have one mission in mind is to obtain the weapon to defeat do, the hive. Defeat the hive, but they don't think the men in black don't think it's to defeat the hive. They think it's to help the hive. They think they are the hive because they looked at the DNA and they've got hive DNA in there. No, they're from the same galaxy as the hive. Or, or yeah, but the, it is. They, so they were taken over by the hive. But they, like, zoom in on, like, the DNA. They're like, there's definitely hive DNA in there. Oh, I don't remember. But that either. doesn't come up either because it turns out that they weren't hive at all. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's Can- a criticism I have of the movie, then. <laughs> I, What's one more? I turned, I turned to my wife three minutes into this movie 
and called the ending. Yeah, well, when they cut to 2016, and they don't show you what happens, you know instantly one of the two of them is the villain, right? It's yeah. either going to be Liam Neeson or it's going to be Chris Hemsworth. But I, but just the fact that Hemsworth falls down, and Liam Neeson is just kind of standing there, which is like a Men in Black thing to be like, oh, we're just going to stand here and play it cool. I, For whatever reason, the way he was standing or the way that he is, the shot itself, I was like, oh, he's fucking dead. That's not, that's not... Actually, Liam Neeson anymore. That's whoever is just coming his to wits him. and his series seven deatomizing. Yep. And then that reveal was stupid. I hated that reveal. Wait, which one are we talking about? The fact that he, he was, was neuralized, so he doesn't know. That was like telegraphed, right? Just because he keeps repeating it. Oh my god, he was neuralized. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, it came up. It came up a couple times without him saying it the first few times, which is why I didn't. It wasn't until he started saying it over and over and over again. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And he doesn't really do that until he gets to the Eiffel Tower again. Yeah, but it's just like the fact that that's the line that keeps getting brought up. And when, you know, it's just like the Men in Black trope when someone gets neuralized, they, they repeat the thing they hear. Yeah, you know? so no, for sure. They didn't say how he defeated the Hive, so I'm like, he didn't defeat the Hive. And I didn't think he was going to be a part of the Hive. I just think they want, they're going to want this to continue forward, so that's not going to be a thing. So, by process of elimination... I don't imagine yeah. this isn't continuing forward. Oh, they, they planned on it, but not anymore. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. And I'm I sure think, they planned on it, maybe. But. The other side of it, too, is, like, they keep leaning into the, oh, maybe it is... Maybe it is H is, H is the Hive, because everybody's like, oh, you've changed, you've changed, you've changed. Yeah, well, which would have been way too obvious. Yeah. That would have made me hate it even more, but... See, <laughs> so yeah, I thought the whole you change thing was just them, like... H is gonna get his groove back. Yeah, I mean, it ended up being what it actually was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that they were. Well, it's because he got neuralized. That's, that's neuralized. why it's different. Yeah. So you thought there was like something did happen up there, and he's shaking from it, and he has to like get back yeah. into the age, agent mode. Uh, that would have been you know a better. That would have far more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still two years had passed. Like not since, since that the happened, internet. Right? Like what? Something crazy happened. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, two or three. Two or three years, which is a weird time gap. The way that they do the time jumps in this, I don't particularly love. When did um, Men in Black 3 come out? 2014? Hold on, I'm looking it up. Because 2016 is an odd... I know it's an even year, but it's an odd starting point. Yeah. 2012. 2012. Well, it's weird wow. to do like 2016 as a starting point, to jump back 20 years to get M? No. Okay. What are you talking about? What's, What's her letter? M. It is M. Your yeah. name was Molly. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're talking... Okay. So, Molly, like, they yeah. did, like, 2016 to jump back 20 years to then come back to present day. Like, why not do... Like, yeah, just weird jumble. His name was Horatio. My entire family laughed at that because our dog's name is Horatio. I had a feeling. All yeah. right. We all were like, <laughs> of course it is. It's a little inside baseball. I really appreciated... I mean... Had they not done it, everybody, it would have been a huge problem. But I like the fact that we get the cute alien as a grown-up. I hate that, how they did that so I much. mean, I hate what they did with it, but I like that they gave it to us. Well, they had to, but like... No, they didn't have to. That's the problem, Joe. Many movies don't. There are plenty of movies where they do stuff like that and they don't give it to but us. That's the and most we hate awful, that. awful opening scene ever, if you don't. Because it's pointless. They didn't... Okay, so... The fact that before the cute alien leaves, 
it, it turns and says something very distinct. Yes. If the cute alien just left and they didn't do something very distinct, I'm fine never seeing that creature, yeah. creature yeah. again. So they, they say that this... But they make this point to create this bond between the thing and Molly and then the whatever it's called because I can't remember. Uh, it's like something... It sounds like tran- um, tarantula. Tarantian? I think Could it's, be. I think it's tarantian or something. I like that we don't waste a ton of time in the finding MIB and being trained to become MIB. I like that that just kind of moves through quickly. I would have preferred training. I like the fact that you f- she finds it right away and we can get through that whole process of her infiltrating it. Cool. Love it. But the fact that it is show training scores and that she's probation... I wanted... I, I guess I'm a sucker for like a training scene. Yeah, and the fact that it's glossed over very quickly. You see her training scores... It's like a blink if you miss it. Yeah. You can almost make the argument, wow, they're just throwing her into this. But Sure. I, I, I think that my... For me, had they done it, I would have been like, okay, so they're rebooting the franchise. They're just making Men in Black 1 again. Showing me, like, the train sequences and stuff. Like, I didn't... I don't need that. I, I just... Like, I'm glad... And they, they did really have a lot to get to in this movie. They had set up a lot of things that they had to get to in this movie. Jay doesn't really get trained in Men in Black 1. He takes the test. Yeah, it's mostly the, the, the well, exam. The, yeah, I mean... Then it's like on-the-job training. Sure. This... Well, then that's what this is, isn't it? Well, she was supposed to be eased into this. She decided to she jump, decided jump, jump into the end. Yeah. Because she thought Chris Hemsworth was cute. She was smitten. She was smitten like that alien lady that can uh, slow down and speed up time. Which is a weird scene. Yes. That was a weird choice, yeah. Well, it's also not clear when, I mean, I think we all assume probably correctly that the reason that she goes to talk to him is because he's dreamy, but they also try to make her character out like that's not what she's into, like she's just into trying to be the best, so maybe she was going up to him because she heard that he was the best. She was trying to use her feminine wiles to... I don't really think she tries to use her feminine wiles. I didn't get that vibe from her. I don't know. Well, the question the question still remains, did she decide to go up and try to latch on him because she thought he was cute or because she wanted to be the next best agent. Low Kame, Low Kame. Yeah. Low Kame, Low Kame. That's definitely fair. If we may steal a famous Corey line. <laughs> well, you may. Good, because he ordered it. Yeah, well. He didn't even ask. He just did it. I think Corey appreciated it. Yeah. I did, actually, yeah. Good, good. Thoughts on the pawn? Paul's cool. Paul's best character. Paul's best character. Man, the Johnny. He's, he's fucking love this character. He's funny. He's taken off this year. He's got this and Stuber. Stuber looks really funny. Stuber does look good. So I'm hoping it doesn't suck. As I, I'm, I'm thinking like mid sixties. But that's I'm thinking like forty five. Really? I think it's going to be like a forty five. No, I'm thinking, I think I'm it's, thinking high forties, mid high forties to mid fifties tops. I'll take that bet, guys. The, the critics look, hate comedies. Not, but like recent, like Blockers got like an eighty five. But blockers, they probably thought was like reasonably clever, and this probably they won't. I don't know. I, th- I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna do well. Okay, well I hope so. Know. Honestly, I hope so because I'm gonna like it. It, it looks like something. I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna enjoy. see it regardless. I just think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna be not a fresh critic score. I'm gonna. I'm going fresh. Okay. All right. Fair. I even like the whole, like that whole group of aliens, the queen and all. I don't think I. The tiny bit we get of them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sure. I honestly couldn't like it didn't click that it was they were like chess pieces like their whole society was based around chess until they came back in and I was like oh yeah no that makes sense 
because he calls himself a pawn. It's like, oh shit. Wait, when did when did it click for you? When he called himself a pawn. Oh. Because we're the the universe that they build in this. Does, it's not totally shocking to see full societies, including their monarchies, all living in like a back room of a shop somewhere. So the fact that it was like that they were literal chess pieces just didn't click because all we got was the pawn talking to the queen and the pawn's response. But then once we did, it was. Either way, I love him. I think he's the best part of this movie for me. I'd agree with yeah. that. How did uh, how did H not think something was up when he goes back to the guy to grab the bike and his whole fucking beard is gone? Like, oh, yo, where'd you go? Uh, where'd your beard go? Huh? But, I mean, yeah. he knows his beard. The beard's a separate entity. Maybe the beard's all doing something else. Beard sure, but like you know, gotta be suspicious a little bit. In fact, here's a water bottle. It's hot out there. There was no time. Yeah, that's no true. It wasn't at your time, that's fair. Yeah, that guy's my second favorite. We drank alien. from that. Alien in the movie. That the beard? The the beard combo with mm-hmm. the guy. I mean, that's like Men in Black to me is like original creatures trying to blend in. Yeah. Like uh, Tony Shalhoub's character in the first two. and uh, We got our cameos, we got Frank the Pug, and we got the little alien dudes. Yeah, yes, we did. Really didn't, didn't care. No. We got, we got exactly what I want. I, the picture of J and K. I like the picture of J and K. Honestly, I like the references they gave us. I like the fact that they were quick, that they weren't lingering, that they let this movie breathe and try to be its own thing. Whether it succeeds or fails at doing that, it's fine, but at least it's on its own merits, not trying to bank on what we've gotten in the past. I mean, that kind of is what it's doing. I know. This movie never needed to be made. Sure. Like, Unless you had, like, an original idea with it, but it's not. Yeah. It's really just... Uh, a, a different story in the MIB world, but there's nothing really. It's bland. There's this. You don't have an interesting villain. It is. It's really not an interesting villain, considering that this is the third movie this year with the same type of villain, right? This is like a trend now. You got uh, one too. Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, and Dark Phoenix. Creatures that oh, can yeah. take over the appearance of oh, other things. Yeah, it's 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 getting old fast, yeah. and this is probably the worst representation of it. Dark Phoenix is right up there, but the Dark Phoenix kept me like guessing. <laughs> see, I was I, see, and and this is we're just reversed on this. I thought I I like this a lot more than I like Dark Phoenix. The villain aspect or the movie entirely? Movie entirely, but I mean. It's hard to compare the two because we just saw the other one last week. How did they supposed to know that the main villain in Dark Phoenix was going to be shapeshifters? And how did like? I don't know. I, that, I feel one does it better than the other. I just that's fair. But if we had like a month, if if these two movies had a month to breathe, we probably wouldn't even be making this comparison. We're making this yeah, comparison we because we, we did it on the show. We, there's something we watched for the show, so we would definitely make the comparison. But we didn't make the comparison between Captain Marvel and this. Yes, we did, because we mentioned the reshoots, and that's the reason they reshot most of the endings, because it's similar to Captain Marvel, villain included. And I say scrolls about 50 times during the time. It does say scrolls a lot. I gotta go back and re-listen now. I think it's just a coincidence. Yeah, it, it is. is. 2019 is the year of the shapeshifter. Ugh. It hurts it though. It does. Sure. We always. I mean, it's hard when the first one is good too, because now you've got everything's got to live up to that. And all right, we're ranking the shapeshifter movies <laughs> of 2019. Sure. Captain Marvel first has to be Captain by Marvel default, first. and we all three of us 
Didn't think it was like a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, no, it's, right? Yeah, it's, solid, it's solid, yeah. yeah. But that's the problem. Uh, the other two movies are relatively bad in one way or the other. It's whether ultimately it's going to come down to what you were more entertained watching, really. And I, you I'm, guys are probably going to be Dark Phoenixes. I'm giving this number two. I'm giving this number two. I'm, I guess all right, I'll give Dark Phoenix the solid two spot. Well, just because it was X Men, it made me mad how bad it was. This one, I didn't care that it was bad. Cause... And I think that's what I'm, I think that might be the reason I'm giving it so much slack, too, is because I went, I walked into this theater being like, this movie is going to be fucking trash. I don't think it was going to be trash. I was just like, this movie is going to be a movie. I had no, I, I just had no, I had didn't care. I was not interested in seeing it at all. And then, to produce it, and then, and then it kept my interest. It kept my interest. It kept me interested. I was like, oh, cool. I mean, Pawnee really saved this movie in a lot of ways. It's just personally, I mean, it's the sixth new release we've done in a row. Yeah. I saw this trailer five weeks, so many times. Like, and I don't watch a lot of television. I use my streaming services. And so, and I I go to the movies a lot. This is on everyone. It was a preview before every movie we've seen. Yeah. I will will say that that's definitely. It got the most laughs before Booksmart, by the way. Did it? Yeah, like in the theater for people having like assume seeing this trailer for the first time, it got the most laughs before my showing of Booksmart than any of like comic book movies. I got so many groans, <laughs> and I think I was right there with them by the time we got around to four. Like, ah, <laughs> I think that my favorite part is to do the thumbs up in the theater when I saw the trailer. At the same moment, Chris Hemsworth does it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was what kept me entertained. Sorry, Corey, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I think that this is one of those classic cases, too, where the trailers really ruin a lot of the movie. Because everything that's super fun and entertaining, you get in the trailer. In one form or another. They give so much away. There's no surprises in this. You're actually... Personally, I was watching the movie waiting for the next moment to happen. Right? And... can't help it, right? You can't. And one of the ones I was... Most looking forward to was the that should be on the side, and he's like, mm, not in this country. The line is delivered worse in the actual movie than it is in the trailer. Yes, yes. Like they it didn't use the also, same audio. No, it's a different take. It, it also doesn't fucking help that she has been in a car in that country the night before. She knows full well that where the fucking driver's seat is. She was in a car yesterday to get to Fungus the Mungus's party. They drove there. Yeah, that does make it work. Yeah, they drove there and they got in the cab and took the elevator down. Step on it, Freddy. I saw this in the trailer every time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, if the villain was more exciting, or if they had an original idea, like there is groundwork here for something good. You do have good actors. It is written poorly and it's there's nothing new in this. There really isn't. They, the the Men in Black series has never been particularly keen on giving us a villain that might last a long time. They're all they're one offs, but they're all one off villains. With the exception of two, and I really like the villain in one and three. I don't even remember who the villain is in two. I don't remember anything about that. She's movie. A, a a shapeshifter. Oh, okay. She takes the <laughs> the form of a supermodel she sees on a billboard. When she right, lands. but all the alien, even the alien. Is she a shapeshifter, or is she just a... She's like a little, like, wormy-looking alien that, like, can almost, like, T-1000 it. Yeah, but but she can't take the form of, like, another 
entity, right? I think I think it's a rehash of one where he just killed a guy and took its skin. It could be, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we never. I don't think we see her turn into more than one person. It's a bug. Um, Please not green. I, I like the villain of one that's back to the sugar water. I'm looking for a cat. Love it. I love Boris the Animal in three. Three was really original with the time travel aspect. You get the coolest alien that you get in the entire franchise with um, Griffin. I, yes. That can see multiple realities yeah. all at once. Cool. He's awesome. This, you got. Uh, uh, it, it's watered down. I mean, Pony is the really? best alien in this. You get Pony. Pony is the best alien. You get an alien that Chris Hemsworth tries to pimp Tessa Thompson out to. You get <laughs> you get an alien that Chris Hemsworth pimps himself that to. <laughs> Anything? Pony. Pony's good, but he. I don't know. He's like he's Frank the Pug, really. Just uh, he's funnier. He's he's less gruff and beaten down. I think he's got the best. I mean, he's got like a couple really good. Witty one-liners and zingers. Yeah, like when he like when he's the intermediary because they're not talking. Yes, the love it. The that's, that's my favorite scene. So good, that's, so much fun. That is my favorite scene. That's the most chemistry the three of them have together when they're not speaking. <laughs> well, she said slim to none, but I just rounded that down to zero. I wanted Pawnee to stay with her though. I'm not yeah, staying with Chris Hemsworth. It didn't really make. I, again, Don't worry, we're not seeing another movie. <laughs> it's true. So it doesn't matter. I figured that was just like them trying to give her a reason to come back later. It's a loyalty pledge. He has to go to America. Like, that's the obvious sequel, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have even preferred for him to step up and be like, you're going to try to take my best agent now? Like, so she stays. So she stays. Like, yeah, I kind of expected that to happen. Yeah, that's kind of where I was with it. I was like, they're a team now. You're, just gonna, you're gonna break up Pippin and Jordan? Yeah, Come on now. <laughs> they just saved the world in a total freak coincidence. Which is, by the way, my least favorite part of this movie. It's the fact that they only really escape and get away because of the luckiest coincidence in the world. Which I hate in movies. Which lucky coincidence? That the alien that she saved happened to be the oh, 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 bodyguard, which is the dumbest, most forced thing this movie could have done. It's it's so stupid. We get the dumb Thor reference right before that too. The and hammer. He, and he grabs the hammer. He's like, "Ha!" Now the turntables have turned. <laughs> no. Oh, how the turntables <laughs> have turned! That was an incredible catch. Also, every time in the trailer. Yes. The f- and that was the problem. Like that's a really fun thing to have put in there. The fun of reference, I wish they hadn't put it in the fucking trailer. I wish they would have just let that happen so that in the movie you'd be like, <laughs> I agree with you. I, yeah. I think that was really dumb of them. In trailers, show the lead characters. Show the villain. Do not show what audiences are going to like enjoy. Experience. Enjoy. Don't not show Pawnee yeah. at all. Let that be a nice, pleasant surprise for everybody. Yep. Like, wow, I didn't even know this person was in this movie. This is awesome. Or if you want, you could see him show him like one scene, just not saying anything. Like you could see exactly. him running or holding the sword or something. For sitting on the shoulder. Yeah. One of the worst moves the MCU has made, I feel, is showing Spider-Man in the trailers for Civil War. If you went yes. into that yes. not knowing they had Spider-Man at all, you would have been blown away by it. Not, not to say it was a bad movie. Nonetheless, but having Spider-Man in there didn't get more butts in seats. It was going to do well regardless. 
I will one-up that. I'm sure everyone in the world has seen Endgame already, but the new Spider-Man trailer that already spoils the end of Endgame for you that they're showing in theaters, I think is the dumbest thing. So right after Endgame came out, it was like a week after Endgame came out when they dropped that Spider-Man trailer. They put the spoiler alert. They put the the spoiler alert in the beginning of it for a while. But yes. uh, I don't understand why that needs to be in the trailer. I've got so many thoughts about this Spider-Man movie. I've got so many thoughts. And we haven't even seen it yet. I can't. Not for another couple weeks. I am, but I'm, I'm... yeah, I'm I'm kind of jazzed about it. I'm so confused about what they're going to do with Mysterio. Like that's the that's good though. This is misdirection in the trailer. Corey, right? his name is Mysterio. You're supposed to not know. Touche. If you're a Spider-Man fan and you know the lore, you know Mysterio is a villain in that, in actuality. And you don't going into this, you don't know if they're going to turn him bad or not. They could turn him bad later on. That's awesome. Yeah, there's intrigue there. There is, but like it's like I'm worried that he's not going to turn bad, and then comic book nerds are going to be shitting on it because he'll probably turn bad. They're probably going to pull like a Mordo from Doctor Strange. Mm. They could turn him bad at the very, very end and have a nice lead into another Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man MCU, further from home. Another MCU movie. Spider-Man Back to the Hood. Back that's how. That's in how, the hood. In the. That's how great I'm a. MIB International is. Which is what yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. A Marvel trailer. It hasn't yeah. come out yet. It's true. Should we do least favorite, least favorite? Or do you guys yes, have more stuff? Sure. No, no, no. Because we're running long. Let's do right. it. We're running long. I feel like we haven't talked about this. It's almost an hour. Okay. We've taken a lot of segues and a lot of breaks. Sure. Least favorite. Because I think it's the dumbest, biggest piece of shit thing that they put in this movie. There's a lot of them I understand. But when the two main bad guys that were following the twins come into the dance club instead of just going after their mission and just throwing the dart at fungus they decide to do like a 10 minute break dance scene with each other in the middle of it i'm like why this is not necessary if these guys were that into their mission they would have just walked up done what they needed to do and fucking left it's a a diversion it's a very elaborate, unnecessary diversion. Yeah, because the thing—I don't even think it was funny. It's like the no, weird. It's no, it's not. The weird. It's supposed to be. I, don't think, I, I hope not, because that's terrible. And it's just the, the way that they like shoot them with like this weird jarring like. I I, I, I it was really a weird shaky like cam, but they weren't actually. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Committed to the bit. Those two were Com- yeah. committed. Commitment, indeed. That's your least favorite. That's my least favorite. Okay, my least favorite. Can't pick the movie as a whole, correct? <laughs> correct. Nope. Uh, no. Probably the. If you fi- don't give this a zero, <laughs> the, the final um, confrontation. I, I feel the 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 you you meet the true villain. It goes by way too quick. Mm-hmm. That's actually mine too. I it's, agree with you. It's ri- It's like yeah, he becomes he becomes a hive thing, and then the hive starts to come through the portal again, and then they. Blow, and that's the other problem with this movie is that the weapon that they have that they're they either have in their possession or are chasing after is a one shot solution to every problem that has ever existed forever. You can always shoot the power of a sun at a thing and it will die. It's Boom, done so as well. But it's the fact that from the reveal that Liam Neeson, high T, high T, yeah. Well, this the fact that um H was neuralized. Yes. That sequence till the conflict revolution 
Last three, four minutes, maybe. Like, it's really, really fast. Yeah. It's rushed. There's there's no conflict in that. No. There's no confrontation. It's it's garbage. It's complete yeah. and utter trash and the worst way to end the movie. I yeah. think that they, they, they spread this movie out wider than they really should have and had to bring it back. Because they spend, spend a half hour on that island in Naples for God knows what reason that should have been. They should have flipped it. Had that been like a three, four minute scene and then the final fight be something decent? I don't even remember Naples. It's the island where you meet... With the, with the arms of your girlfriend? Yeah, with the arms oh. of your girlfriend. It's all happening in Naples. Yeah. Uh, favorite scene? I like the the motorcycle repair. Yeah, that's my favorite scene as well. That's the best scene in the movie. I still not be redundant with you guys. I'll pick something else. <laughs> it's probably the nightclub before the twins show up. Okay. I kind of like that dynamic. He's going to see his old friend that he parties with. He totally misleads M about what it his is that plans. He's for. I thought that was fun. It could have been more fun. Could have been better done, like most of this movie. But well, I mean, I also I guess you get some good. There, there are there are moments in this movie where they actually do things that are like they open up for some mystery and some intrigue, and you're like, oh, I wonder how that's going to resolve itself and. The problem is the resolution oh, is very good. Bow, five minutes later. Yeah, and the resolution is never really all that good. No, but you're right. Like when he walks up and he tries to actually have like a serious conversation, and the guy's just not having it. And that's when he uses his alien ability. That's like to sense, to sense trust, trust, trust yeah. yeah, trustworthiness. Great, cool, <laughs> stupid. Okay, anyone got anything else? Or are we gonna? I'm ready to stone it. Stone it. Here is the point of the show where we rate the movie that we just reviewed with a number of infinity stones from one to six. If you give it six stones, you can also give it an infinity gauntlet. As I've said a lot in the past weeks, I don't think this movie is going to be getting a gauntlet from anyone. And I'm going to kick it to Corey for his rating first. I find I found that this movie exceeded my expectation. I thought this was going to be a lot worse than it was, entertainment-wise. I mean, it's still not a very good movie, but at least I was entertained while I was watching it. Will I see this movie again? Almost definitely not. So it's going to fall in that three range for me where it's fun, it's entertaining, but I don't want to watch it again. Three stones. Sequel. Best thing this movie has going for it is that everything does make sense. There's nothing in there that's like, why did they do this? This doesn't belong in here. It's just, the movie shouldn't exist. It's boring. They didn't have an original idea, idea at all. There's nothing particularly intriguing about the villain or new technology. We don't have any time travel aspect that we had in part three. It's just blah. It doesn't need to be... Never should have been made in the first place. Um, I'm going to give it one stone just for, uh, you know, it's there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. It's it's a movie. There you go. I agree that this is a wholly unnecessary, very generic movie. It's entertaining enough, like if it were to pop on TBS and... I don't watch cable, but if I was at some house where cable was on and they wanted to leave it on, I'd be like, okay, this is unoffensive enough. But it's not good, and they never needed to make this. I'm going to give it three stones just because it's entertaining as a generic romp, but it has no good ideas to it. I'm going to forget this movie within a week or two, <laughs> and then I'll see it again and be like, and it might be international. I feel like I saw that. <laughs> Those are our ratings for Men in Black International. Cool. Were they how you thought they'd turn out? If you... Uh, what? <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, though, like, 
Transformers. They ran that series into the ground where I never wanted to see a Transformers movie. Then Bumblebee came out, and it was so clever and so well done and so well written that it was like so great. Like because it was way different from the other Transformers. This is the same as the other yes. Blacks, but yeah. but just more watered down. Yeah. You were going to try to reboot the series with this. You had to go. They went way really, different. really safe with it to the point chalk. where it's almost offensive. Very uh, chalk. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not good. Uh, Anyway, if you saw Men in Black International and for some reason think we're totally wrong or agree with us, send us your thoughts in an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. If you can keep your thoughts short, or if you would like to give us your rating, send them over to us on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you have an alien at home, please, for the love of God, take a picture of him and, you know, maybe not post it publicly, but definitely send us a direct message with that image on Instagram. I mean... At ZTH Podcast. The second you take that picture, the government knows. Yes. Probably, yeah. The second you open the camera app, really. Well, not unless you use a regular camera. Ooh, Polaroid. Safe. And then you can mail it to us. No, you can't. At ZTH Podcast. <laughs> at ZTH Podcast. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. Just trust. <laughs> Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash ETH podcast, or search for us within Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES. And find us on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Give us a five star rating if you're enjoying the show. If you want to leave a review like Arpaz did, that's cool. Subscribe so you get the episodes right away, and most of all, just tell people about the show. It's the most important thing I can stress. And this has been Men in Black International. Next time, we're going to be doing Blade 2. What? I know. <laughs> yes. I'm really curious to see how a sequel enjoys Blade 2. Yeah, I might watch the first Blade to uh, prepare yourself. Maybe skip the first five minutes. Yeah, skip like the... I know what happened. <laughs> just have a blanket ready, cover your eyes. I'll just fast forward. Fine. I wonder if it's still gross. And I've only seen forward. that movie one time. Blade? For this? Yeah, that was it. Wow. I've only seen it to completion for this. Like, I was, <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I watched it once afterwards. To completion. To completion. <laughs> I hope you're still listening, Frank. So yeah, tune in for Blade 2 next time. And until then, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Unfortunately, Men in Black International probably became someone's favorite movie. Yeah. It's nowhere to go but up from there. Because they're going to discover original plots in the movie. Story devices and stuff. Okay, take care, everyone. Bye.